0: This is Katie. And welcome to another episode of She Speaks Stories. And today we have another fabulous guest and it's actually one of our most favorite people.
1: We could we could actually just record that and hit play. I know, because I know. Because you say that <laughs> every single time, I know. But it's so true. It's so true. It really is always true. And like we said at our live event last week, um, when we were trying to think of our favorite guests, yeah. it's really always the one right in front exactly. of us. Exactly, Or the exactly. one that we have just talked to yes. because we feel such a, a great and genuine connection and love with our guests. Yeah. But um, Lakin, Cheese Joe truly is special. And yeah. it's kind of ironic because remember a couple weeks ago, we talked yeah. to Emily. Yeah. Used to be Emily Simpson. Now it's Emily now Stoltzfus. It's Emily Stoltzfus. And she was part of our student ministry yeah. when I yeah. did student ministry. Well, lo and behold, now we have Lakin Cheese Joe, who was also part mm-hmm. of our student ministry when I was doing it. I think you, you were a freshman, weren't you, Lakin, mm-hmm. when we met and all the way through to senior yeah. year. And um, I'm so proud of you. I know. Well, I'll tell you,
0: we have been talking about getting Lakin on ever since we found out she was going to be on furlough. Well, furlough. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we Yeah, like Yeah, that. furlough. I, in my mind, all of a sudden I thought government, but that's not what this is. Since you're a missionary, it actually <laughs> right. is furlough. So uh, we immediately were like, oh, my goodness, Lakin and Jason are coming home. We've got to get Lakin on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um Last week, you shared a little bit at church. You and Jason did, mm-hmm. and um, I shared a little bit at the podcast party last week. But those that was, it was incredible. I mean, it really, really was incredible. And um, I shared that Dipper was having a little moment, needing to go to the restroom. <laughs> but as soon as you guys started sharing stories, all of a sudden she just shut up and started leaning in. I mean, like she was really leaning in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'm so excited about today is that our listeners are going to be able to hear. Your life, and they're going to be able to hear your daily life of what you experience. And uh, we had lunch the other day at Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. and you were saying how your boys miss the PNG. Yeah. And I love that. That's all they know. PNG
1: yeah. stands for Papua New Guinea. Sorry, Thank you. sorry. Some of you may not have listened to last week's yes, this podcast is true. where <laughs> we talked about witch doctors and <laughs> <laughs> did not clarify. Yes. That it, there was Lincoln not a witch doctor Jason. in Stafford. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a witch doctor in the PG. So, they actually yes. missionaries in Papua New Guinea Yeah, now, Yeah. And um, had an encounter with witch doctors, and they were talking at our church about it. And yeah. that's what Susan's 10 year old was leaning into. We all were. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in the church was with bated breath. Mm-hmm. What about these witch doctors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it gives you such a global
0: perspective to hear their stories because you realize, wow. There really is, um, such kingdom things that are happening that you want to be a part of mm-hmm. and whether that means, uh, praying or giving or what that means, but while their boots on the ground over there, there's ways that we can still be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I get so excited about when I get in, in my inbox and Jason and Lakin have sent an update from PNG because I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, what story are they going to tell? But now we have you here in the flesh to tell your story. And I
1: interrupted you. You said you were having lunch and
0: her boys miss. Yeah. Well, that's what she said. She said her boys, they ask like, when are we going back to PNG? And they miss it because that's what they know. And I love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, while you ache for Chick-fil-A sauce, I'm sure they are like, dude, when are we going to get back to the PNG? And I, I mean, I love that they're going to, have such a global mindset. Do you know what I mean? And I,
1: I have to say something really quick about that before we get into your story. Yeah. Um, I remember back when you guys were doing the fundraising and you were in the final stages to go and you had just had your second mm-hmm. son yep. and he was a little baby, so two two kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody saying, I can't believe they're going to take little babies over to the jungle. I mean, mm-hmm. what will that be like for those kids? And blah blah blah. And um, that very night, I was in Alpha on base uh, over at Quantico, and in my little Alpha group was this one man who was an amazing guy. He was a pilot. He was so articulate. He was so kind. And he was really only taking off us to learn it as a tool for his own uh, ministry in the future. But anyway, he starts sharing about how he was a kid raised in Papua New Guinea by missionary parents. I said, are you kidding me? My, My friends are going over there with two babies. And some people are like, what is it going to be like for kids to be raised in a jungle? Yeah. He said it was the most amazing oh, upbringing. And yeah. he told some stories. Ooh, I about do his love doctors that. And his mom getting sick and everything. But oh, I mean, yes, I, won't, that. I won't go into all yeah. that. But I said, God, you are so amazing. Yeah. So when anybody then would say anything you know about you guys going with kids not that not that people are negative i'm just right, saying that right it's yeah it's um, a concern the i would of- say are you kidding me i just spent the most amazing day <laughs> We should all hope all our kids would turn out that yeah, you know. Yeah. Um anyway, so I just wanted to share that. Yeah, That's good. So here is Lake and line. Yes. We're gonna <laughs> and I it over have to you. Blabbed enough and <laughs> you can tell your background story and then I'm sure we'll jump right back in and blab away some more. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Thank you guys for this opportunity. I am really excited just to get mm. to share a little bit about our journey and our life in PNG. So just yeah, um, I'm married to a man named Jason, and we've been married for almost nine years. We have two little boys, Thatcher and Copeland, and um, the four of us are tribal church planters in a small remote village um, in a country called Papua New Guinea. And our vision is to plant a mature church there. Now, I always like to start off my story by telling people that I was adopted when I was a baby. Um, Adoption is something very, very close to my heart for a few different reasons. For the first reason is because of just the sacrifice and the unselfishness of the story that my birth mother mm, has amen. to share. And then um, it's the decision she made to choose life for me. Um, yeah, it's just, it's powerful. And then the other stories because of my parents and just their journey with adoption and how I believe adoption just so clearly and loudly reflects the Lord in mm. his heart for all people. And lastly, just because of the way that my own adoption story has given me a greater understanding of how now that I am in Christ, I'm adopted and chosen into his family. Mm, amen. So, yeah, this is just something that's always spoken very loudly to me. And I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to experience both an earthly adoption and a heavenly adoption.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: But okay, my story. So, when I was a senior in high school, some of you may have heard this, I had a chance to go on my first trip, for my first short term mission trip to India. Now, the way the Lord orchestrated that whole trip is another story. another day. But this trip was life changing for me. Mm. You see, I grew up um, very comfortably in a loving Christian home. So the first time I stepped off that plane in India and that foreign country and my my tiny little comfortable American bubble popped with the reality of poverty Mm. and both spiritual and just physical need that you could see um, very clearly. It just it blew my world apart. So we spent two weeks there um, helping out in an orphanage and fellowshipping with the missionaries on the ground there. And I realized that those missionaries were just ordinary people who loved the Lord and who understood that there was no greater way to live their life than by sacrificing it for others. Mm. So, yeah, my world was blown apart. And hear me when I say that for me and my story, it all just started with me saying yes to go on a short term mission trip, a short term mission trip. And then saying yes when I met, was met with the question of, will you be a part of this somehow? Mm-hmm. And I think it's obvious, but I do want to say it anyway that, um, yeah, that I had already said yes to believing that I was a sinner in need mm-hmm. of a savior um, who not only paid for my sins through the death and resurrection, yeah. but yeah, he invited me now to live this life. And what mm-hmm. am I going to do with that so life good. that he's yeah. given me? So I was a senior in high school. The next year I would go to college because that's what you do. And I decided to go to Liberty University and to study missions there. And so when I was in my first year at Liberty, we had a guest speaker come and just share his story um, in one of my missions classes. So I do want to set this up for you. Liberty is a huge school and they had every semester they have this week of called Global Focus Week and they bring in missionaries and mission boards and the mission boards send their best and their brightest representatives to try and recruit their students. for sure. their mission board um, and the mission boards, they did a really good job with the people they sit in, like all of the men are like strong and handsome and they look <laughs> like, like like a Marine that could kill you with like. <laughs> <laughs> my husband. My- and, and all the ladies are beautiful and trendy and like have just all these pretty accessories on it. And, and they're just, they're beautiful people that they that the mission boards would send. And that was kind of the picture we got of missionaries there at Liberty. So in this mission class that I'm in, this missionary comes in and first off, he does not fit this picture. Like this guy is older, he's balding, he's got like a little bit of a gut. He's kind of, he's kind of <laughs> abrasive and he's just, he, he just... He just shares his story with us and he shared how he and his wife and his family moved into a small remote village in Papua New Guinea and they learned the language and the culture of of that people. They translated, taught the scriptures, and they planted a healthy church there in the jungles of Papua New Guinea. After I heard that, my mind was just, again, it was just blown. Because I had never heard a story like that in all of my life. Yeah. And I immediately knew that that was the story that I wanted. Mm. Oh, and I got so, goosebumps. I never <laughs> knew this. That's so awesome. and I do want to pause right here and talk about Jason a little bit. So Jason, my husband, he was on that same um, mission trip to India that I was on when we were seniors in high school. And I wish you were here because he loves to tell the story about how. We both went to India together. We spent a lot of time together. And then as soon as I came home, I broke up with my then boyfriend. And he always loves to that, I that do. because of him. I remember this, <laughs> ladies I remember this. <laughs> <I remember,
1: laughs> oh. drama.
2: <laughs> I do want to go on the record to say that Duh, of course, it was because of him. Like a super cute, <laughs> God-loving, God-honoring and loving dreadlocks. There you go. Who decided to spend his Christmas ministering to orphans. Like, of course. That's amen Hello. Right. Amen. Right. <laughs> so back to Liberty, Jason and I are dating at this point. We hear this dude's story. We run up to him, convinced that this is what we want to do with the rest of our life. And he tells us about this mission board called New Tribes Mission. And so from there we were hooked. We said, that's it. That's what we're going to do. I love that. And we went wow. through training with new tribes. Can, can I
0: tell you one thing really quick? Yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to talk about Jason for one second. <laughs> he really is just so kind and he you is. two are such a beautiful yes. compliment Thank to you. each other. And, uh, last week, I think it was, I don't remember when it was, maybe it was a week before he went to Liberty mm-hmm. and my son, it goes there. And he uh, spent a really long time with Joshua and he took him and a couple other guys out to lunch and just kept telling them story after story. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it really was quite powerful. Oh, like, I mean, that is such a, it makes me emotional because it was such a beautiful investment. Cause yeah. I mean, it's him just sharing stories with these college kids, but yeah. just like that, those stories changed your lives. I was I like, was say, oh, stories change lives. I know times. exactly. <laughs> But, I mean, oh it was just God. so kind. Because yeah. even and even yeah, the simple so thing good. of him taking them to dinner, he took them to Chili's, I think, um, somewhere. And he went, yeah. Mom, I just kept saying, you don't need, you're not, you're a missionary. You're not supposed to <laughs> take no, us to dinner. And I just, anyway, he yeah. is yeah. as precious as he can be is. So, yeah, he yeah. Is. And I
1: do remember so. back you. in student ministry days, he was like a big catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. how are you like, you're a big catch. You come in my little counseling office. i so in love doesn't even like me. I'm like,
2: man, nah, you can get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You guys are yeah, such a true. good compliment so, for you each are, other. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, Thank
0: sorry. Now, I, I digress.
2: That. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah, we knew we didn't had to be a part of new tribes mission. We knew we had to be a part of planting a church in an unreached people group somehow. So fast forward a few years and it's July of 2015 and Jason and I and our two little boys, we moved to Papua New Guinea. And I will admit that whole first year in country is still very fuzzy to me. Um, not only were we adjusting to a new culture and trying to learn a new language, they want you to learn the national language so you can get around in town and be comfortable. But we we went overseas with, I had we had a 19-month-old and a two-month-old. Yes, yes. And I wish I could say we all adjusted beautifully, and the nineteen-month-old didn't have a sin nature that displayed in tempers <laughs> and screaming <laughs> matches, yeah. and that our two-month-old slept like an angel and didn't need anything; was just perfect. But that would be yeah. a big lie. Yeah. It was a very, very tough transition <laughs> for oh, us I as bet. a family. Yeah. I, and yeah. on top of all of that, I was dealing with my own feelings of inadequacy mm. and and worth um, because I always thought that I would be like on par on the same level as Jason with learning language. Mm. And we moved to PNG and we have our first language evaluation. And that was not the case. I was very significantly further behind in language than Mm. he was. And so I just, that just kind of sent me into that down, that, that spiral, um, downward spiral of doubt of why am I here? Is this even worth it? I'm never going to learn this language. I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible wife. What am I doing? All of those thoughts. Yes, um, I'm not qualified for this, Lord. Why on earth did you send me here? We all we mm-hmm. know that spiral, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I realized that the Lord was only asking me to be faithful in that day, mm. the day that was in front of me, and that I learned to show myself grace, and I learned how to receive mm-hmm. grace. Oh. In that, oh. only then did I begin to climb out of that nasty pit of fear, mm. and it's paralyzing. It really is, and I had to choose to believe. That the Lord would take my faithfulness, that faithfulness in the small, seemingly meaningless tasks of the day, like changing diapers yeah. or washing laundry or making dough for bread, studying my flashcards, disciplining a child, rinse, repeat—all of that—only mm-hmm. the Lord could take that and turn it into something fruitful mm. and useful. And so that was just a big lesson that I learned that first year in PNG, just living out in the in, in the city of PNG, yeah. and then. Um, in 20, 2017, we decided to move into a small village called Wabaku. And that's where we decided us and then we, on our team, we have another team. Uh, we have co-workers, another family, the Teals, and then a single lady, Lisa Kapler. And um, we decided together we would spend the rest of our life, Lord willing, loving, and learning to disciple this small village called Wabaku. Wow. So first I do, I want to try and paint a picture of Wabaku for you. So first... To get into Wabaku, you take a small, you board a small plane, only seven people can fit in it, and it flies you to a little village called Sino. That's our closest village with an airstrip. So you land in Sino, you have to hike about 10 minutes in the in the swamps to get to the river, and then you take- you, how, how long? About Just about 10 minutes. In a swamp? In a swamp. Wow. Yeah, it's like muddy and yeah, horny. Wow. And then you get to the river, and you climb into a canoe, and then you take a two-hour canoe ride- and that's how we get to our boat. Okay, okay, kid. but it's, let me let me
0: say this because I've wow. seen the videos of these canoes. Yeah, it is not like a canoe like you were thinking of, baby. Like it is <laughs> not M like yes, nice, it is, I know, right? Nice, nice like little, a, yeah. No, yeah. I mean it is made of wood. Treat. And let it me breaks. tell you, it right. is. I'm not kidding you when I say this. It is God ordained that you and Jason are smaller people <laughs> oh. because that is a very small canoe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, it is hip over Katie, hey, It's yeah. like this thing. It's those. like a it's like a ruler. Yeah. Like that's what it looks. It looks like about a ruler. It's a foot wide, isn't it?
2: It yeah. It's it's pretty tiny. You okay. have to feel yeah. that a foot wide. It's I'm a ruler it. wide.
1: I'm feeling <laughs> it, and that. I don't want to fall in that wide. water. Right? I'm so impressed. I and mean, then you're Very in that canoe appeals. for
0: two hours, aren't you? Two, uh, yeah. See, so I'm so, so a impressed a with that.
1: What scenes in that one? Yeah.
2: So I mean, crocodiles.
1: Yeah. they're...
2: Yep. Crocodiles and snakes. Yeah. We. In the canoe ride, our boys love the canoe ride. It's I bet they very do. It's peaceful. We always oh. see wildlife, like crocodiles or yeah. <gasps> and I love that. Yes, yeah. tropical birds just fly over us all the time. It's beautiful. It really is. It, it, now, yes. now, let me ask
0: you. So, but you have to stay alert that whole two hours. Oh it's my not bird, like Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. We we once saw a crocodile on the banks of the of the river, and he like for, from and I know, maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know. I do exaggerate a lot. But this crocodile. I really thought he was a good 20 feet. Was <gasps> like he was a monster. We thought it was a tree that had fallen down and it was just bathing there in the sun. And as soon as our canoe passed it, this monster got into the water and swam directly underneath our... Uh, d- did underneath you think it was going to flip you? Um. You can imagine the prayers and maybe a little bit of profanity. <laughs> Terrified! I bet you thought it was going to flip terrified. you. I yes. would literally our, be terrified. Our boys like their hands are over the canoe like playing in the water and I'm like yelling at them get your hands in the your canoe like, hands what are you doing? Canoe. Oh and it was my word. Terrifying. And, but, How long did it stay with you? Um well so our our river is very murky and muddy and so you really like you can't see anything so we weren't sure but it came underneath of us because like we were only about 20 feet maybe from from like this sh- the banks so we saw it come under us i don't know where it went we just hauled it out
1: and we just Ooh, you going. just kept going yeah it was golly what delicious. did your like your guide oh my say, Lord, are, are, they do- yeah, are they afraid or they're like oh it's no big deal that's
2: exactly how they are so we got back to our village that day and our wabaku guy that was driving at our friend he thought it was hilarious and was spreading it around the village that we saw this humongous crocodile and and Jason and Lincoln were so scared they were screaming. <laughs> they were just screaming. They were just screaming. price <laughs> right, to get their Christ, hands inside the boat immediately. Right. So he's just like telling the story. They were so scared huh? Oh, it was and they were just laughing at us, which was fine. We <laughs> did a lot of that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. care at all. It, it was no big deal.
0: I, that I, is amazing. But for
2: us it was terrifying. I, of course. <laughs> May I just ask how hot oh, it is? Oh, yeah. So yeah, so Wabuku we live it's, it we live in the swamp in the lowlands. And so an average day in our house, because we that's where our thermometer is, is about 95 I degrees. I can't take in it. Your in your house. And that's not like that's not taking into account the humidity. Because it is the humidity is I want to say 100 percent But it's so hot and so humid. But you know, you really do get used to I, it. I know. You d- you do. I I mean your I've heard it yeah there are days you must we, get rashes
0: or something oh
2: yeah we do we get lots of those because that is a and, lot of heat yeah it's hu- it gets pretty hot. yeah it, it does but i you do you get used to it we have fans in our house yeah and yeah. so it's just
1: it's so the just boys crazy. are used to just Here's sweating. this racket. story oh, yeah. is going to yeah. change our lives next <laughs> time our air conditioner oh breaks, please right you and i are not going to oh complain
0: <laughs> i mean I, I sleep with three
1: fans <laughs> okay. on me
2: i'm still complain. it's there are days where I just lay under one of the fans. It's just blowing down hot air on me. And I'm just like, I'm just complaining to Jason. Jason, it's so hot. I can't get up and do anything. Don't make me go in the kitchen and turn that oven on because it's too
0: hot. But then I do. Oh, I didn't think about that. Fine. The oven on top yeah. of the 95 yeah. degrees. Yeah.
2: But then we just wait till the sun goes down and eat dinner a little, a little oh, later that day. Oh, that's wise. Yeah. And
0: your, your house is up on stilts, right? right?
2: So yeah, our house is up on stilts. All of our all of our Wabaku friends, they live on houses up on stilts. It kind of, like, just for, it helps them to see things, like all the unwanted critters, like snakes or whatever it is. Oh, like it kind okay. Of just, yeah, so then it kind of helps them from getting inside the house. Um, so, yeah, all of the houses are up on stilts. Um, do you our, have stairs to get you up there? We do. We have, like, a our our friends, the Wabaku people, they have, like, little, like, a tree that they just cut holes in, and it's, like, a little ladder. Oh. Um, we have We have stairs made out of a tree. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We do have stairs to get up into our house. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So yeah, our people, they, and the, it's brilliant. Our, our Wabaku friends, they use only things that they get from the jungle to make their houses. That's what they use to build their houses. They use posts found in the jungle. They use the flooring of their house, the roof, that, um, what is it? The walls, it's all material from the jungle. Either they're brilliant people when it comes to learning how to wow. use what they have more to, to right, the and, how to, yeah, and how to yeah. make that. So, yeah, they, they're um, hunters and gatherers. Um, it's, it's hard for us to kind of understand that because we have Walmart and it's open 24-7. You can just go to the store. Yeah. But for them, they hunt and they fish to survive. And so if they don't go out to the bush, to the jungle to find food, then they just don't eat that day. They, they have to do that in order to survive. Um, and so their staple food is something called sack-sack. And it's, it takes all day to go out to the jungle and to harvest this food, their favorite food, the thing that they like to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, sack-sack. Um, so it's hard work, but it's made from a tree that they cut down, and they have to get rid of all the needles that are longer than your arm. Uh, I'm exaggerating again, but they have needles on them. You have to take off all the bark. Um and then after that, you just take this like axe, machete type thing, and you pulverize the bark. So just a big tree that's laying down without the bark taken off, and you're just pulverizing the meat of the tree. You're getting, you're just making it into like little bark chips is what you're trying to do. And so you take that, and then they milk it. They get water from the, they just get water from like the ground, dirty water. They milk it, and then what comes out of that sack sack and that's their favorite thing they mix it with boiling water basically it's this wiggly jello-y substance it looks like a giant booger like that <laughs> consistency like just big oh it tastes even worse it's oh. just it's i, I have, was gonna say what does it even taste i know like? i mean it's, it's, a, it's a tree true. it's a tree but it's like it has sometimes has a fermented taste and does it make you sick like well it does because they use dirty water to make that's it. that's what I'm thinking yeah, yeah. yeah. So really whenever we eat with our friends which is often we get diarrhea because of it but you can't say yeah. Yeah. no to of course yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah it's just yeah. I have missionary friends who actually like this stuff but it's still definitely a challenge for me to get this stuff yeah. down because it's
0: it's just what nasty. about your boys are they used
2: to oh, it they love it and so i always make them sit oh. by me because i can get a big glob of sack sack eat a bite give them an even bigger bite eat another little bite <gasps> oh you're they brilliant love it
1: they yeah because they know no they don't know that's what they, they know, know. their yep. palate isn't used to right salt the fried, and sugar yeah. and the yeah. fried uh-huh. food and yep. it, right wow. and so they're like yeah. okay this they is pretty it. tasty
2: yeah it's not interesting. it's not tasty it's it is not
1: tasty <laughs> yeah
2: that is interesting it is it's a tree it's a tree that they, yeah it's their favorite thing and and because they know when they go to the jungle to get sacks sacked, they're gonna come home with something it takes all day but they're gonna come home with it. sure where if they go hunting for a pig or even if they go fishing sometimes it's, you don't sure you don't she catch, catch it, anything yeah right yeah. and so this is substance and it's something that they yeah they, they know can rely really on learning. right so yeah so my family and i we're still in the culture and the language learning part of this process we are students of our wabuku friends we're learners. We depend on them to teach us their ways, and we hope and pray that we're able to build these genuine relationships and that through those genuine friendships, um, we'll get a clear understanding of their worldview so we can teach them the gospel one day soon. So our day-to-day life is pretty mundane. We wake up, study flashcards, we eat breakfast, go outside, spend time in the village come back in, eat lunch, take naps. Cause in, during that middle part of the day where it's so hot, really all you want to do is sleep. Yeah. So we just sleep, we wake up We go back out. So it's just very over and over. Um, just simple. It's like, it's simple living. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while to earn the trust of our people, but now we have it. And now I can honestly say our relationships, they're real and they're mm. meaningful. I it's, it's different yeah but it's yeah. meaningful
0: still I bet they really do miss you guys
1: I hope so yeah. I miss yeah. them they do I
0: I love that yeah. you miss them I you do, do love looking
1: them into your eyes as you talk who would not just love you mm. you're so beautiful it's so and true so genuine and it's so true like, and, Thank you. I,
2: I love you. that you
0: love them I do love that you miss them too yeah yeah
2: yep we do. And now we, did yeah. they
0: understand that you coming back to the United that you were coming back or. Yeah. Yeah. We
2: hope we, we've told them we're coming back. We'll be back. Yeah. And we've told them all of that. And I know in the back of their mind, they're still thinking, Oh, they might not yeah. come back because our work, the Wabaku work, they've had other missionaries before. Mm-hmm. We're actually family, what, six and seven <gasps> to join oh. this work. Because the other ones, all the other five have like failed. Um, they've gone home on furlough and just decided not to come back. And so I know they're thinking that for us too. Sure. And right, so we are right. excited for when we do go back. Oh, and they see us. And I do feel like that's gonna give us more credibility. Yeah. In their minds it, too. And really all back.
1: those other families, maybe, maybe they just were paving the way for you yeah, guys. I, I yeah. mean in a way. Yep, yeah, um, true. Giving that yep. that tribe experience. Yep. Um, um yes. I, it, Good or bad? I mean, I don't. Right, the Lord had planned you know, all of that. Exactly, um, exactly. They, at least you weren't like this huge shock, right? Because they had <laughs> that outside, <laughs> right? Um, they see,
2: yeah, they seen they knew kind of what to do and
1: what yeah that kind of thing. So, so yeah. that's kind of cool. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Can I just ask you a quick little question? When I mean, you <laughs> say eat breakfast, eat lunch, yeah, do you guys get like? american food at all like yeah. canned goods and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, I just so yeah wondered. we do yeah
2: every six to eight weeks we send in a giant supply list out to town they go shopping for it a lot of the food is imported from australia so we can get a lot of like american type things we also have an american grocery store on our base that like they they ship it on a crate and it comes over it's super expensive like a box of cheerios is like Thirteen dollars. Oh, so no, but ooh. you can get it because of just Yeah, if you
1: years. absolutely, right. yeah, yeah, you can get it, but so, you can get some things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I can't things. bear
1: to think of you eating that school oh, no. all and the and time. No, What's sec- that? Sec- <laughs> sec- <laughs> 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 it's okay. so Yeah, it, that all sounds.
2: Same. I, I want to picture you at least, Tammy. I know we host. Oh, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> In our house, that's just when we eat with our friends. Like, I'm not making sack sack in my house. Oh, okay. i like, okay. I make pizza on Friday nights. Like, that's what Susan said. I'm sorry.
1: Man, I and love her. her. <laughs> that's,
2: that's no, I we, we do eat a, a pretty traditional American meal, like meals in our house. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, spaghetti, gotcha. Okay. tacos. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. So it's, okay. we do have that. Okay. I need- you're <laughs> oh I am. Come Lord, on. You're you making me laugh. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, just all of that. And I'm sure you've noticed, but this whole journey that Jason and I and our boys are on, it has all been because of those small steps and those small decisions for us to say yes to something we knew was kingdom work. Amen. We said yes to going to India. And then it was yes to studying missions, yes to tribal church planning, yes to PNG. Yes to Wabaku. And then mm. daily, we are saying, yes, Lord, we will trust you. We'll be faithful in these tasks that you've given us for today, whatever that looks like. And it it truly is an incredible privilege, mm. what we get to do as a family. And it is a very rich life. Mm. And it, I mean, it does also come with its struggles and its challenges, uh, course, like any other thing
1: does. Of course.
2: And I mean, there are a lot of hard things about living in Wabaku, Um, For one, kind of what you're saying, just like simple living, Mm -hmm. simple living. Let me tell you, it's not simple. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah, Um, Right. All of our food is made from scratch. And so and then not not only that, it's just like the flour that we get almost always it, so you have to strain our flour before you make anything, and almost always there are worms and sometimes maggots weevils. and weevils uh, yeah, in the yeah, flour. Yeah. And so it's just an extra step to getting your bread for that day is straining the flour and not looking at what you throw out because sometimes it can. It, sometimes I can't even eat the bread that I make because I'm like, oh, I I know it's probably in there because I knew I couldn't get it all out. Right, I know uh. the larva is still in there. I can't eat it. So just that aspect and like. There's I'm constantly battling mold because we live it's humid in our house. Oh, so yes, battling yes. the mold and then the spiders and just the rats uh-huh. and the gecko poop, all of it. I'm always the cockroaches, always kind of is always a I feel like an ongoing battle trying right, to clean right. and keep oh. things clean for for our family so we can yes. stay healthy. Um and the just yeah, and another kind of hard aspect of life in Wabaku right now is that we live in a community of unbelievers. And so that right there is Mm. so, so hard. Yeah. I've been in my house prepping for our next meal. When uh, I hear screams and shouts and wails from our neighbor who only lives, like who lives right, like right next to us, five feet away. Their houses are really close in Wabaku. Um, My friend, and she's screaming and crying because her husband is beating her. And in Wabaku, like it's, that's normal. And even, and it's so, it's so sad. It's it's even okay because they're unbelievers and they don't, they don't know the good news. It's just how they treat each other. And they think it's okay for a man to do that to his wife. Mm. Oh, I hate that. And it's, it's absolutely horrid. It's horrid. And And there's nothing
1: you can even do. we have,
2: we've, and sometimes Jason will go down there and try and step in and just kind of say, like, let's not do this in front of our house or just whatever it is. Like, it's right. Not, right. But it's, so right. But really, the man, but to protect the woman. Right. And the yeah. Because yeah. it's hard for him to hear right. that. So he'll, but again, we don't know enough about their language and culture yet to even, like, we want to poke holes in it and to get them ready for this beautiful message that we have to share. But we don't know enough yet. And we don't want to. Like, build or burn a bridge or Mm. build a barrier because we were unknowingly and naively saying something that, of course, it's just there. We're always trying to wade through this okay, is this culturally appropriate or is this okay or can we do this or can we say that? And it really does get like it's exhausting trying Mm. to just live in a world that we don't understand all the way, Uh that we're trying uh to learn. And we don't want them to think that we think it's wrong, even though we do think it's wrong. Um, And not because it's just, not because it's like
1: American culture values, just kindness. Right. And and tenderheartedness to to one another. Yeah, I mean, you've you've heard um, like negativity about missionaries from America trying to go over and make little American towns over like, say, in Africa. Right. And it's that's not at all what you're trying right. to do. Not at all. Nope. It, you want to respect their culture, respect their ways, right. plant yeah. a church with their people. Right. Not saying you've got to mock right. us, mm-hmm. right. but at the same time, just human rights, just decency,
2: right? Like right and wrong. Don't hit your wife. Right? I, they just ah, don't. They don't know yeah, any better. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. And that is another. We're where we can not wait. To share the gospel with them because it's not only going to change their lives and that they have hope and that they don't have to be scared and that there's a purpose in the, in life for them but that it's going to change every it's going to change everything about their relationships with husband and wife Absolutely. with parenting with mm-hmm. each other it's going to it's going to it's going to revolutionize it. And, and just like you were saying we don't want to change their culture but the word of god once they have it in their yes we pray Will naturally begin to change some of those things because they're going to see their lives and they're going to read the word of God and see that it doesn't line up. And then we pray that they'll see that and then want to change to reflect what Jesus says of who they are and who they were created to be. Absolutely. we, We pray for that day and we can't wait for that day to come. We're still, we're still at least a year away from that because we were not quite done with our language and
1: culture study yet. And so I love that you're patient though. Thank
2: you. I love that you're patient. (laughs) It's hard in the way,
1: but you're not trying to force anything. You're not trying to, you know,
2: Yeah. and the
1: idea that to build strong, loving relationships. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And it's,
2: yeah, it's, but it's hard. And like, even with that, we have people, a, a way that we feel like we can do a really good, be a really good example of that is by just tending to our Wabaku friends when they get like severe cuts and wounds and things like that. Mm. And so we do, because right now that's kind of all we can show them in a way like, like uh, physically show them that we are here. We love them and we're here to help is helping with that stuff. And, um, like I've had to clean wounds and bandage wounds that made my stomach turn just because yeah. it's, it's oh. like stuff I never thought I'd be doing. And then you send an email to your doctor and he says, no, that's not clean enough. You need to take a scrub and literally scrub like the debris out of this open wound in our friend's like arm. It's terrible. You send
1: an email to a a doctor back
2: here for advice. Yeah. Oh yeah. We have, we have friends who are in like the nursing profession and all of that. We always like our go-to people of, okay, something's wrong. We send an email to this person, this person, and this person. And then we also have a mission doctor.
1: Who oh, okay. we can talk to. Okay, that's yeah. so wonderful. We, but not, he's, he's not right her. there in your tribe.
2: He's not, no. But
1: but close enough where you can
2: close enough where we can FaceTime if we had to, oh, to say, Hey, I love that. this is wow. what I'm seeing. What in the world? What should I do? Because I, yeah. I was gonna ask. How do you know if I'm even I know I do it? Again, not qualified to do any oh, of that. Wow. It just it, they come to our door and then in that moment, it's another way of saying, yes, Lord, we love you. I don't know what we to care. do, but I'm yeah. going to do this because I want yes. to show them that I love them and I care mm. for them, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. And it's they have. Yeah, they have um, weird taboos and weird um they live in fear of spirits uh, or Wabaku people are animistic. I don't know if I've already said that, but they live in fear of spirits and they, they want to gain control and power over the spirits. And they have all these taboos to not, um, so as to not uh, offend a spirit for that spirit, maybe would cause them a sickness or one of their family members. And that's just kind of how they live their lives. And another hard thing in Wabaku is I've sat with four people as they've taken their last breath. And as they've, died. Four people. Oh. And one of those was a newborn baby who mm. my co-worker and I tried to resuscitate for an hour. And it, it just, what had happened was the baby was born face down and it landed in, in some of the, the amniotic fluid. And because the Wabuku people are so fearful and scared of blood and afterbirth, and it's a huge taboo. You can't touch it oh. because of that, because of that thinking and they know they can't touch it. This baby was worn upside down and basically suffocated to death until my coworker and I, Ashlyn got there. We ran in there. We see it. We, f- we pick up the baby because no one else is. And we start doing CPR because we didn't know what else to do. Right. So just that's how the fear controls them oh, is again. that it's a life. And they don't, they're just still so scared because they live in fear yes, of what's yes. gonna happen to them if I were to touch this. Right. I can't right. I can't do that. It's not worth it to bring that on myself or my mm, family. Right. And then even another one of those deaths that I was sat with was an older man who was dying, and we thought like we pretty much knew our doctor told us that it was late stages of liver cancer. And so um we knew that it just like this is just a natural part of that cancer progressing is that he's getting, he's swelling up, he's breathing, he's having trouble breathing. And eventually he did die. And um, for our Wabaku friends, every single death is a murder because nothing happens of natural causes. Um, It's always a spirit Mm. that has killed that person. Somebody worked witchcraft to send a spirit to kill that person, all of them. And so my coworker Ashlyn and I, again, we're in this hut with the family weeping and just trying to be there with them in that moment when an angry relative came in with his bush knife and um, he was, he was the brother of the man that had just died. And he came in just slashing at things, kicking out walls, just angry because he was wanting revenge for his brother's death. So Ashlyn and I had to leave because it just kind of turned really violent and people were yelling and fighting and because they live in fear of that because somebody close to, this guy worked witchcraft on him and killed him. And the brother is angry and wants to know who did that because I'm going to kill you.
0: That's their mindset. mindset?
2: No, they didn't know. And I know that feeling, that thought, because with all four of them, I've always been there. Like I, the last two, no one else was there with me. It was only just me and then our Wabaku friends. And I kind of did think that, but then too, I'm not, even if I'm not worried about that, like it's never been like a good,
1: a yeah, fear I mean, in right, your heart. Never,
2: never
1: oh, at I'm all. so like, glad. I, yeah. So um and that is, the Lord gives you peace that's beyond he, comprehension. He mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: he does. And there's all of these hard things, like the boys, our boys get sick often. Like I was saying, we go out, eat with our friends, eat fish and sack sack, and our boys come back and they have diarrhea the next couple of days, and it's just part of life there. But we also uh the humidity fosters sickness, the um Mosquitoes all carry malaria. The flies make even just the smallest paper cut infected like that. And you have a boil or a sore. Um, that Sometimes, Jason and I have gotten a few on our legs where we can't even walk. They're just so, so bad big. and so big. And that's just a normal part of our life, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And but
1: you guys have like we have salves medicine.
2: and oh, yeah. medicine. We have, and- we have a small pharmacy of stuff that we keep locked in a cabinet good, of good. antibiotics and just yeah. Ha- yeah. like things that we need if, when, when we need them. Right. So we always send an email to a doctor, Hey, this is what's going on. What do we take? What do, what we, do? we do? Yeah. And so it's very good. helpful. Um, but that all of that, it's all just a normal part of our lives. They've fear for our Wabuku friends and suffering for them is just, it's part of it. And I feel like I get to experience just a little bit of it with them by rubbing shoulders with them and doing life with them. And we don't understand it. And we don't know why it happens. I've watched out my window. And this is probably the most scary I was ever in Wabaku. I was barely able to breathe. Looking out my window as this older guy, this kind of a big man in our, um, in our village was threatening Jason with a bow and arrow. And just saying, you've turned our people against their. You've you've let you've told lies. You've s- steered them away from their old ancestry beliefs, and because of that, this is why we're ha- like this person died and this person died. And he's like holding his bone at Jason, and at that time, Jason did have a big boil on his leg, and he literally couldn't walk. He was like on his, he had a stick under his arm, and he's just kind of seeing. That it was just it was it was very scary mm, nice. um, watching all of that, and just knowing that. I, I, I'm powerless in this situation and that the Lord was going to have to do something because yes. I couldn't yes. do anything. And man, the ways that Jason and I and our boys have seen the Lord and experienced the Lord's power and his goodness mm-hmm. and his strength mm-hmm. in those moments, each of those and all of the, and all the medical stuff that we see from our Wabaku friends, we would not be able to do that on our own. It's only the Lord's strength Amen. in us Amen. that we're able to Amen. do any of that because mm-hmm. We have no idea what we're doing in it, and again, we don't understand it, and we don't understand why it happens, why they experience, why our Wabuku friends experience what it feels like—so much suffering and fear and terror. But then again, we we do recognize it's because they're a community of people that have never heard Jesus, and uh-huh. they don't know uh-huh. any other way. Uh-huh. And left to our own devices, that's kind of what it produces. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so until yes. our team, our team in Wabaku can explain to them the story of the scripture and the Bible in their language, in their language, in their mother tongue, that they can understand and it resonates deep in their souls. Nothing's going to change. Yes, And so that's why we're there. That's why we're doing it for Jason and I and our boys. We know that he's worth it. Um, for us, it was just choosing to trust and to believe in the Lord and to just say, yes, Lord, and put one foot in front of the other and another, yes, Lord, I'll do this. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. Yes, Lord. And again, it's only through his strength that any of this is possible and, and has kept us going. And we know that one day soon in the near future, we'll be able to share this good news to our Wabaku friends. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to change
1: everything. Yeah. And everything. Absolutely.
2: And we can't Absolutely. wait for that day. Absolutely everything.
1: Yeah. Oh, Waken. Yes. Um, as, as you were saying that, I'm thinking in this book that I just read called With. Have you heard of Sky mm-hmm. That That's no. the name of the author. But he said all religions, all religions, really, their starting point is um, the idea that we live in a world with suffering mm-hmm. and sorrow and death. And that all religions really are born out of that fear and that need to control. Hmm. The need to have some kind of control over the natural and the supernatural in yeah. order to alleviate fears right. um, it, that that struggles bring us. Right. But then he kind of outlines all these different postures before God that do not alleviate fears. They actually ramp fears up. Hmm. So what you're talking about is their religion, if you will, Mm -hmm. of this spirit animism Mm -hmm. animism, is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't really alleviate their fears. Right. It really ramps them Mm. up. Ramps them up and causes more. And and this guy's whole point, read the book, because I don't have time to (laughs) (laughs) is that only only when you understand that Jesus Christ came to be with us Mm. not over us you know like a tyrant not not under us not for us or from us he uses all these prepositions but with us Mm. um to walk with us through the struggles and through the fear then there's freedom
2: yeah
1: then there's that peace that surpasses all comprehension then there's that changed heart and mind and the ability to live a life that Mm. um that is just so sweet and abundant. Right. So I don't know. I just applaud that you see that big picture. You mm-hmm. love these people right where they are, but you love them too much mm-hmm. to just leave them in their right. in their superstition and their suffering. Right. And you just want to share the gospel, right? Because it's mm-hmm. the only thing. It God yes. with us yep. that brings hope.
0: Yep, mm. yep. That's so good. I love it. Um, like and what I love is that um, not every person obviously, um, is called nor can be a missionary to PNG. Mm -hmm. but I believe that when people partner with you guys, Mm -hmm. they're a part of the work, you know what I mean? And, um, I mean, I know our church, we, it's such an honor that our church is able to help support you guys Mm -hmm. because we get to hear the stories and it makes you think for a brief moment that, wow, we could help do that. So my question is when people hear these stories and God moves their heart and they wanted to come alongside you guys, how can they do that?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. First, yes. I want to echo everything you just said. This is not our work. This is the church's work. This is, we are, we have an army of people praying for us daily that I Honestly, believe we would not be we would we would have come home that first year had we not had those people behind us partnering with us in prayer when things were hard. And then we also have a team of people sacrificing financially Mm -hmm. to keep us there on the field. Mm -hmm. And we we always like to say we are just an extension of the church of Mount Ararat or Rock Hill Baptist. There we have a few churches and families that just. Faithfully sacrificed mm, so we can stay there. I love that. and we would not be able to do it without them. This is it's all of us together because that's how God created the body of Christ. It, absolutely. And that is together. How we're all together, using we're our better gifts together. together. Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: and you yes. guys are, you know, maybe like the hands, because you're out there in front. in yeah. you know, the front line. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. there's a body
2: that we, um, yes, it, that we fully, fully yeah. rely yeah. on.
1: And Christ so, is the head telling you, right, right. <laughs> go over here, but then the whole body. And yeah, we feel so that.
2: humbled, so humbled and so blessed that we get to kind of be on that receiving end of that because we've seen the Lord just do beautiful and impossible things mm. in our ministry through his body of believers. Mm-hmm. I have so many stories about that. But yeah, if we have a website, it's reachwabuku.com, okay. reach R E A C H, wabuku, W A B U K U reachwabaku.com. Yeah. We can, put that. Yeah, yeah. can no. put that on the notes. And yeah. they, there it has ways to, we, kind of, we have um, to get on our newsletter and that's where mm-hmm. we send out all of our prayer requests yeah. and just updates and things going on in the village. And that's also where you can find ways if you want to financially give a gift or anything like that, you can set that up all there on the website.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I love that. Well, and
0: what I also love is, you know, Americans have been conditioned to be an instant society. So like you said, Walmart's open 24 hours. Um, We can immediately get all of our text and emails and communications immediately. So it is a very foreign concept for the majority of Americans to plant roots that are going to last for decades and decades before truly um, significant Mm -hmm. end results are seen. And so the fact that you have already recognized we are not going to experience something probably for 10 years that's serious patience. And not only is it patience, it's, it's an endurance. Like, you know, that, I mean, it's a race, it is a race and we are going to endure it. Whereas many times people are like, after a year or two, well, I'm not seeing anything. Well, we're not supposed to for 10 years. And then after, you know (laughs) what I mean? And oh my goodness. I mean, I think that is, that's perspective because so many times Mm. we want something to happen just like this, but you guys are doing the hard work of relationships I mean, truly, you're talking, you're, you're being a mom and a wife and a missionary and a friend and a nurse, a neighbor. exactly. A nurse. And you're doing, basically you have decided instead of living in community in Stafford, Virginia, I'm going to go live in community with my neighbors and I'm going to love my neighbors in Wabaku mm-hmm. and I'm going to love them hard even when it's hard. And even when I don't understand their culture or agree with their culture, I'm still going to love them hard. And then after loving them and taking care of them for 10 years, even when I don't agree with them or understand them, we're going to see where that takes us after 10 years that is an investment. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful. It makes me want to love my neighbors better. I mean, it really does because like for you to even say, and then, you know, my neighbor here, my neighbor here, I sack sack and how many times a week I'm thinking, I don't even eat pizza that many times a week with my neighbors. Do you know what I mean? Like she's loving her neighbors so beautifully. And I'm just, and in the middle of 95 degree heat in their house. And
1: one last thing, I know we, I know we're running out of time, but the battle in your own mind. You mentioned that first year, how you you got on kind of a downward cycle. Yeah. The battlefield is in the mind. Yeah. Whether we're yeah. a missionary over yeah. in Papua New Guinea yeah. or we're a housewife fountain yeah. di- housewife. That's terrible. That name even <laughs> politically correct <laughs> to say that anymore. Home homemaker, um, <laughs> out in like California or whether you're a you know, where, whatever. yes. yes. The battlefield's in the mind. Yeah. And if the enemy can get you on that cycle that you're not good enough, you're not equipped, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This is terrible. This is hard. Um, and get you to flee, get you to quit, get you to e- even just, um, Even if you didn't leave Papua New Guinea, just not, you know, engage with the neighbors Mm -hmm. or just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And the way you said that very first year, you learned to give yourself grace, Mm -hmm. to be kind to yourself. How liberating of a message to all of us. Some Mm -hmm. of you listening, like you said, can't maybe relate Mm -hmm. to actually going to be a missionary. But can Mm -hmm. you relate to feeling like you're not enough mm. you're not equipped yeah. yep. um you're not a good mom you're not a good wife you're not a good whatever mm-hmm. but understanding who you are in christ yeah. understanding mm-hmm. his provision his equipping for us and his calling on your life whatever that might be right. whatever that might look like and that nothing is impossible with him right even eating Cuckoo? Why are you having such a hard time with this I word? Don't know, Sack sex. Yeah. It's a treat. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get my point. Yeah. Totally. I love yeah. that you said that, like And and you yeah. know what? I just love you. I know. You're beautiful. Now, are you, you t- nice. Is
0: can they follow you on social media? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, because y'all uh Y'all have amazing pictures on social media because it's just fascinating. It really is. (laughs) Y'all, y'all in Papua New Guinea, y'all have amazing (laughs) pictures to be able to watch. And they each square tells a great story. And I think um, sometimes, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I think while you're there, in Papua New Guinea, sometimes it's helpful just to feel like you've not been forgotten, mm, true, and I true. think sometimes social media does that, where yeah. somebody can even just pop up. Yep. Oh my goodness, love you guys, praying for y'all. I know that's something so small, but it's man, so big. It, well, us. because it, you my have five. Demon, I'll start. Well, because think about this: <laughs> she only has five English-speaking adults in her village. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so think about that. that I mean, would get
1: lonely. It would, get, would lonely. get lonely, and
0: yeah. I just think to even be able to utilize. Anyway, people follow her. Tell oh, me how they can follow. I mean, yeah. Trying to be a better friend, music.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, it's my husband, Jason. He does more of the social media. Like, so you could follow. You can follow both of us. It's just Jason Cheese Gel or Lake and Cheese Gel. We're on Instagram and Facebook. He does more, so follow him over me yeah. I, but yeah
0: and i will put up on our facebook page and our instagram page their handles so when we pop this episode up i'll put it in the handles um because it is it's not spelled cheese like the oh, cheese right so <laughs> i will put it although in my phone it says jason cheese and lake and cheese yes. that's what i have in my phone because i don't i can't spell the long is one it okay. a check name polish
1: polish okay yeah. at least that's what um, you tell me and- <laughs> and- <laughs> The other thing, if you're interested in the witch doctor story, you could stream. Yeah. Um,
0: if you go back to Mount Ararat, uh, if you go onto our Mount Ararat uh, website, mtararat.org, go into Sermon Archives and you will see Jason, hmm. Jason's um, little picture up there, I think.
1: And yeah. and stream that sermon because oh, so that good. is a fascinating story. Yeah. You yeah. really will lean into it like little dibs. It's good it, was it was powerful. It was And not even have to go to the bathroom through the whole not thing, whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it was powerful. It was so powerful. Alrighty, We are out of time. We are. Thank we are. Time. Lakin, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Guys. We love you so much. We love you and we love all you listeners. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.